Hello and good evening. Um, welcome to episode six of A Little Night Podcast with Nest. You join us uh, this evening uh, for a little bit of theatre in the round. Um, the idea being that we're putting theatre at the centre of a discussion um, and we're going to be discussing a few um, a few things about it from various perspectives. Uh, and I'm joined this evening by a couple of people who have very, very unique perspectives, uh, completely different to my own, me being David Parker. Um, we're joined by Italia Conti's finest, at least from Nest's point of view, as really we don't know really know anybody else from Italia Conti, but uh, Anna Maria Smith. Yeah, I'm actually terrible. I'm the worst. Not in our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for very much the same reasons, uh, Thailand's finest, uh, for largely the same reasons as we say, uh, Albertus Reynaldi. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Good evening. Good evening. Of course, it's probably late at night at yours. It is. Coming directly from Thailand. It's 11. Oh, it's, I'm from Japan. Thank you very much. We... It's in Indonesia, actually. Wait. Okay. Well, that's... Our research is uh, very much... <laughs> yeah, that, that's my fault. That's all right. Apologies, Jakarta. <laughs> yeah, it's um, 11 p.m. out here. It's quite late. 11 p.m. Yeah. Well, we very much appreciate you staying up well past your bedtime. I'll no problem at all. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So, I mean, we basically just want to discuss a bit of sort of the UK theatre, but obviously you guys have a little bit of a different perspective. Obviously, Albertus, you're providing the international perspective yep. uh, from, you know, um, uh, you know, the amount of time that you spent in the UK. You, mm-hmm. you were up until quite recently uh, yep. in, in northeast England. Mm-hmm. Um, then Anna, yourself, obviously born and bred in the northeast, but have spent <clears throat> more than a reasonable amount of time down in London. Yeah, just a bit. Uh, my personal experience uh, is very much northeast centric. Uh, my entirely, really, apart from one jaunt down to London to go and see uh, Les Mis, literally all of the theatre that I've ever seen has been in the northeast. So, three very, very um, different, contrasting perspectives, and hopefully we can uh, pull it apart a little bit. Um, and that's where we're going to start. We're going to start from uh, with with the northeast. Um, obviously I'll start Albertus, uh, you came across, uh, our founder, Tim Jasper, you came across his radar, yep. uh, singing at a showyoki event in, uh, in Alphabeti. Yeah. Um, this was very much, uh, you know, Alphabeti theater being a bit of the, the gem in the fringe crown of, uh, Newcastle, uh, so just, uh, you know, yeah, take us through that evening, sort of how did you come to find yourself there and what were you singing, most most importantly? Okay. All right. So um, starting from um, maybe how I got to know Alphabet Theatre is because uh, I studied a major called Arts, Business and Creativity at Newcastle University. And uh, one of the lecturers mm-hmm. actually took us on a uh on a tour to alphabetty and just like um yeah we went around and checked out the venue and i do think 
coming from a theater background in Indonesia, um, um, most of you know, I don't know, uh, most of you know that um, I had a musical theater community here in Jakarta and having that some kind of safe space in Newcastle is something that's, uh, how do I say it? It's, it just feels like home. And when, so then I followed the social media and apparently there's this like show Oki thing going on where there's like a, musical theater karaoke night basically so i just like went in and like um uh joined with a couple of my friends just went there just to have a good time um and yeah uh, that's what happened um i went up and sang i kind of forgot what i sang though um i think i think i sang i'm sure the room didn't the, the room would remember us <laughs> i'm sure it was i think i sang anthem uh from chess i think and I sang a couple of other songs that I forgot, but yeah, I definitely sang that. And after the show concluded, um, Tim basically uh, went up to me and like said, "Hey, um, there's this project coming up. Would you like to be a part of it?" And yeah, I think that's where the magic happened, basically. <laughs> and rightfully so. I mean, anybody who watched our uh, on stage online concert uh, back in the summer will agree that you know your rendition of uh, Pretty Lady. It was beautiful, man. Uh, Very, very difficult song. Very, very well sung. (laughs) Thank you. Tremendous. Um, Alphabetti, obviously, um, as I say, you know, it is a bit of a a jewel in the fringe, in in the the crown of Newcastle's Fringe Mm -hmm. Theatre. Very inclusive. You know, they they put on these these kinds of things. They, uh, the shoyoki and the, the, it's it's a very good place for people to sort of cut their teeth and sort of from a writing point of view, but an acting point of view, um, getting to know a bit of a community, um, very inclusive kind of hub, um, from which, you know, people can, I'm going to do graduate uh, in air quotes, you know, they are very up and coming, but they only opened uh, several years ago, um, but they can graduate to uh, the likes of live theatre and Northern Stage um, through that. Um, and obviously the they've got a lot of touring um uh companies sort of visiting there nowadays uh the likes of um yeah um so you know basically if you go there and you pick any random night it's going to be able to um you're going to be able to sort of pick up on progressive voices from uh, all around the country, really, uh, and as well as some sort of northern voices. Um, so yeah, a very very good place to start. Uh, you know, the the prices, a lot of uh, stuff is pay as you feel, and you really, um, I mean, this is turning into a bit of an advert for them, but you know, uh, I've had a rough time through the uh, through the summer. I uh, I know, but uh, you know the largely the theatre landscape has, but we're not talking about this. We're keeping it positive. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and for me, you know, that that's kind of what theatre is about, um, you know, pushing progressive issues, uh, you know, giving everybody a voice um, as much as possible. Um, however, the most lively uh, aspect of the Northeast Theatre is probably the amateur circuit. You know, I, I, there's barely anybody I who... I know who hasn't been through the amateur circuit. Um, obviously, Anna Maria, I know that uh, you did some work 
down at the assembly rooms. Um, the first thing that I saw you in was a, a, a version of Dogfight. Yeah, that oh, that show. Um, <laughs> that I think that production for me kind of sums up the issue that I have with the Northeast theatre scene, which don't get me wrong, I love it. Um, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now without the Northeast theatre scene. Um, but for me, whenever you try and do anything slightly different, if it's not in alphabet, it's not going to land. Um, we did a production of Dogfight, um, which I ended up directing fairly last minute because we lost our director. Um, and it was... A symptom of amateur theatre. Yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, definitely, that's uh, true. It was one of the strongest... <laughs> one of the strongest casts I've ever been in a musical with um, two of my good friends in the lead roles who were absolutely incredible. And we hardly sold any tickets. Everyone who came to see the show absolutely loved it. Um, we got really, we got good reviews, which is quite hard to do in the Northeast just to get good reviews. Um, and yeah, it was a half empty theater every night, which was a shame. Um, but from a performer's I, point of view, it's, um, you know, uh, that I myself as well, you know, I, I feel very much that I cut my teeth on the amateur circuit. Um, you know, the people's theater, uh, and the time theater productions, um, from a performer's point of view, there's, there's definitely, um, you know, um, things that you can try there and, and things that you learn that, that you don't necessarily get the opportunity to try elsewhere. 100%. Um, and I mean, we were the Northeast premiere of Dogfight. Um, nobody's done it since, to my knowledge. Um, and it's such a brilliant, brilliant musical um, written by the same guys who wrote Dear Evan Hansen. Um, and it's quite yeah. rare that you get the chance to perform in a gem like that. You don't, you know, it's not often produced. Um, so getting to actually just even experience doing a show like that in the Northeast, like with your friends is is kind of amazing in itself. And uh, it seems that it's set up that that's kind of, you know, you, you get these opportunities and from there you get the experience. You work with people who um, who have connections, who, who can sort of send you on to various places. I mean, I'm talking from personal experience here as well. Um, you know, um, not so much from a musical theatre point of view. Obviously, uh, the people's theatre I mentioned before, it's more... Um, straight acting. I hate that term, straight acting. There's got to be a better yeah. term. Um, just something without music involved. <laughs> yeah, P- plays plays and musicals yeah. is how I try and like separate the two because it's yeah. like, is are musicals not straight acting? Like, are we not serious? Precisely. Enough? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Albertus, anything to? What's your sort of main experience? I mean, obviously, beautiful singing voice, but uh, straight plays. I mean, um, I definitely, how do I say it? I think for me, uh, straight plays are um, are good, but I think it's definitely not my cup of tea. Um, it's something that I might enjoy musicals more due to the fact mm. that sometimes, this is a bad habit of mine, but I do it anyways. <laughs> Every time I watch something, I usually lip sync to this musical itself. So I guess there's uh, where, when I watch musicals, there's this sort of activity when you know the music, you'll able you'll be able to enjoy it 
unless in plays, mm. sometimes it's just you don't know what to expect, which is sometimes good and which is sometimes bad. But yeah, I personally do feel musicals um, suit to me more because of uh, because of like that music aspect. Because of um, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I enjoy like researching things before watching something. So I guess like that's sure. that's how it comes like as <clears throat> why I chose like musicals better than plays. If you know, if you get what I mean. I'm entirely the opposite. I I like knowing absolutely nothing about something before I go in and see it. Um, uh, and I've made that mistake far too many times with a Shakespeare. Um, and I'm sat there halfway through a Shakespeare, not having a clue what's going on. Um, but then you know afterwards I sort of download the wiki wiki synopsis and uh, find out exactly what was happening all the way through. Um, and I suppose well, that you know well, sometimes yeah sometimes it's good when you get uh, when you're like surprised by things though. But uh, I I'm I'm not a person who does yeah. things impulsively. But sometimes, um, well, I was surprised by uh, like my personal experience. I was surprised by how good Anne Juliet was. Because um, I didn't expect nothing uh, from it. Because uh, when I went to London, I already booked um, other musicals, and then I, I was just thinking, okay, like I haven't have like my last night in London. I should watch something so randomly, and then I ended up watching a Juliet and fell in love with it. And then after that, I mm. listened to um, the cast album and everything like that. So yeah, definitely. Like if if you if you do something spontaneously. It might come as something good. Could be. So, yeah. Um, I mean, we're definitely getting into uh, Anna Maria's territory there, talking about London. <laughs> Anything you want to pick up on there? I'll, I'll give you the floor. I'll make it as broad as possible. Um, I think one thing I've noticed about the London theatre scene, um, once you've seen the big few shows, um, and by that I mean like Les Mis, Wicked, Phantom, yeah. Um, it's very hard to be blown away by mm-hmm. theater as in as a spectacle. Um, yeah. Ho- however, I went to see the Prince of Egypt um, not so long ago. It was one of the last things I saw before lockdown happened. Um, mm-hmm. And that was one of the, the most spectacular musicals I've ever seen in terms of visuals. I mean, everything about it was brilliant, but in terms of like visuals and physical theater and uh, set and lighting, it was on par with those kind of big legendary shows. Um, Whereabouts was this, by the way? uh, That's at the Dominion Theater. Yeah, Dominion. Bat Out of Hell used to be. Another brilliant show that (laughs) went too soon. Um, But yeah, The Prince of Egypt was one of those shows where you just sit back in your seat and you're like, wow, like there's so much going on, it's incredible. But I think for me, the real gem of London theatre is the Southwark Playhouse. Um, Wow. It is um, the first theatre I visited as kind of an old, like, yeah. One of the first theatres I visited as an older person, as an adult, essentially, um, (laughs) going to London. I went to see a production of work in there. I'd booked tickets to see something else like the next day. And we thought, oh, should we try and get in for something tonight? And it's this tiny theater, probably not a great deal bigger than Alphabetti. Um, 
it's but they just put on the most incredible off West End productions. I've seen so much there. I've seen Ain't Misbehaving there. Uh, I was supposed to see the new Actor Muso last five years, just before they closed the theatre. Right. I had tickets. Oh. Yeah, they closed it on this Friday, and I had tickets for the Monday. Um, I, was, I was supposed to be going with um, company manager Adam Donaldson, actually, but we had a cancel, which was incredibly, <laughs> oh, no. incredibly upsetting. I know um, that he would have yeah. been absolutely gutted about that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's it's just a... The, there's a few theatres like that in London. There's now like the Turbine Theatre. Um, I've seen a few things at the Union Theatre. And I think it's just the level of artistry that you get in mm. these smaller venues. Um, similar to Alphabetti, um, mm. when you compare like Alphabetti versus mm-hmm. the big amateur companies in the Northeast, it's similar with comparing these off West End theatres um, with these big on West End theatres. There's yeah. such, um, there's so much more room for creativity and for trial um that some of the stuff you see is just so emotionally um spectacular rather than being you know a visual spectacular all the time sure they need to find like new ways of uh doing things Uh, necessity is the mother of all invention and when you have a budget that's very very tight um you need to find brilliant new ways and uh effective ways of wowing people because you don't have that sort of big number and all the rest of it uh big budget yeah alberta so there's a bit of uh recognition there to the what 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 was it Anne maria the southwick play playhouse yeah yeah so the playhouse so the playhouse do you do you know of this alberta have you been there i mean like for me i kind of regretted not going to these like small theaters I've uh I've 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 known the Southern Playhouse like I've known the Turbine Theater uh for about a few years back um when I was uh in the UK on studies but um I always I don't know maybe because I had like this tight timeline for only 2 years like I have to watch big shows because like I might not know when I will watch big shows again and so I, I tend I tend to go to like those uh, more like professional theaters uh, definitely like yeah like like uh, Jared Hanson Wicked Hamilton and everything everything mm. like that big theaters sure. but um, speaking uh, speaking of like uh, the small theaters like uh, and like uh, the 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 amateur companies uh, having like those tight budgets um, so like they have to make something creative out of it um, that raise that resonates to me a lot because um, if I may speak. Um, the condition here in Jakarta, Indonesia, is quite the same with those um, small venues and like um, uh, and those companies. Uh, we have these small, tight knit theater, theater communities that don't have that big of a budget to make a spectacular production, um, just like I, as you can see on the West End. So they have to make mm, ends meet, yeah. and they they really have to. Um, they only have this tight budget. And how how are they able to make something that's like great? And how how do they have to make something creative and good out of it so people can enjoy uh, what they watch? And honestly, here in Jakarta, um, although budget is something that's always been a problem here, um, but I've seen a lot of great talents. I've seen a lot of great productions came out of it, and of like how they are able to 
push through with their creativity with not not a lot amount of money, but just spectacular productions. Definitely. Tremendous. So the so um, in Jakarta, what, what sort of uh, theater do you get? Like, do you, do you get the, the the big commercial works out of America or out of UK? Yeah. Okay. So uh, we have a few tours. Uh, we had uh, we had Beauty and the Beast. We had Mamma Mia. We had Shrek. Um, I think those are are the three big uh, ones that uh, are included in their international tours, and the rest mm. is just uh, like local theater communities uh, buying a license to a production and just um, producing it. So. We've had uh, West Side Story, Dream Girls, Fame, um, Hairspray. Uh, let me think about it. Children of Eden, and those are all from local theater communities. So that's a, that's yeah, that's, that's um, so a, a, a night out to the theater in Jakarta would look very similar to a night out. Uh, probably in Newcastle. Um, yeah, definitely not so much in London. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I think theater as a form of entertainment is here in Jakarta. It's not something that's uh, how do I say? It? It's it's not something that's normal. You know, like uh, okay. when in London or like maybe in the Northeast, like when you when you uh, when you see theater, like even if it's a touring production, like maybe in Theater Royal or like just maybe something in Northern Stage. People sure. like would come and like buy tickets. Um, here it's a, a little bit more different. Um, a lot of people here, their their only form of entertainment. Eighty percent of citizens of Jakarta only go to shopping centers, only go to malls. We have like almost like entertainment. <laughs> we have like almost like a hundred different shopping centers in Jakarta alone. So yeah, weekends are just like people going to shopping centers. So there's this tight competition between entertainment inside the shopping center and entertainment in the theater. So uh, for me, uh, in the past few years, I mean, it's it's getting better, but uh, communities find it very hard to promote um, their, uh, their, their, their theater production because people um, prefer shopping or like just eating out. So that's... That's I can I can kind of uh, empathize with that. I know that you know when it comes to money, uh, food or theater, um, you can get quite a few meals for a theater ticket. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like legally, blo- I feel like legally blonde would go down a tree in Jakarta if you guys like shopping so much. Maybe that should <laughs> that should be your next big tour. Spoiler alert: Join the two I together. Think, spoiler alert: I think there there will be a production of Legally Blonde next year. Hopefully, all things go well. Hopefully. Wow. Because uh, I might or might not be in that production. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, you're just here first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I honestly can't get over this um, shopping malls as entertainment thing. Yep. Like, make it a day at the Metro Center for me is like my worst nightmare. <laughs> like, I just can't believe it. Yeah, it's something normal here, definitely. Because I don't know, I guess, I guess like, all all forms of entertainment are just like in this one place and people just like tend to go there but yeah that's Jakarta oh, yeah, for you guys if you 
Um, so are most of your cinemas in the malls and stuff as well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes a bit more sense. Yeah. And that kind of nicely brings me another slight segue. Um, I wanted to discuss a little bit uh, broader, um, you know, the way the theatre has been across across the decades, really. Um, I mean, it's, it's the wrong industry, but you're talking about cinema there, um, briefly mentioning. You know, the success of um, Gone with the Wind, uh, you know, it was very much because people wanted that level of escapism um, after the World War and all that, you know, etc. Um, and obviously, you know, th- there is still that very much that element of escapism um, from, uh, you know, the theatre takes you away and, 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 you know, gets you out of the day-to-day grind. But, you know, the, throughout the 90s and really up until now, there's been that, like the commercialization. Um, and that's gone from like strength to strength. And you talk about tours here, massive names. Um, Disney's obviously muscled in uh, with Aladdin, Lion King, uh, Little Mermaid on, on Broadway. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, obviously everything's a business nowadays. Um, and there's got to be, uh, you know, something has to be financially viable. But I, as I said earlier, my what I want to get most from theatre is, you know, progressive voices and, um, you know, historical um, things, you know, uh, historical issues highlighted in very maybe different ways. And I personally feel... Um, you know, Hamilton is kind of achieving that goal. And, you know, that, <clears throat> that seems to have got the, the balance correct between, you know, showing history in a slightly different way. You know, it, it's it's the, the, the original cast. Um, I'm not sure about the more recent cast, but the re- the um, original cast was very much made up of, um, you know, uh, not... <laughs> Caucasians, um, yeah. you know, people of uh, color. Yeah, people of color. Uh, I I never know what the uh, the uh, the correct term is, but um, yeah, people of color. Um, and it's very much going in the right direction. And when you have such a smash hit like Hamilton, just seems to have like you know, if you're talking about the Venn diagram, that seems to be bang in the middle, and that seems to be you know why it's so massively successful. Um, and maybe this is sort of the, you know, the way forward for theatre. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe other things should sort of take that example and run with it, you know, because there is a, there is a massive market there. Yeah, I feel as there's a responsibility when you're producing something that is kind of for the money, um, you know, something that is very commercial and you know is going to be successful, then you kind of have your a duty to make sure that you are also pushing the agenda for equality in theatre. Um, you know, there are, for for me, um, I mean, The Lion King is pretty much always um, like at least 90% people of colour. Um, but if you're putting The Little Mermaid on Broadway... Um, you cannot tell me that all the fish need to be Caucasian, able-bodied yeah. <laughs> um, people. There's when, especially in terms of fantasy or anything that's set so far from today, um, or even things that are set today. Theatre sh- is and should be a reflection on society, 
Um, and if you're, especially if you're putting something on for commerciality, then that's then your duty to make sure that you are representing these groups that maybe didn't get a chance to voice the the actors in the original, I don't know, screenplay or, you know, there's no reason why um, Ariel can't, well, the Ariel in the Little Mermaid remake is black. It's yeah. uh, Hallie mm-hmm. um, from Chloe X Hallie. But, you know, there's no reason why she can't be. And I think, yeah, it's it makes for a lot more interest in theatre, having different voices, having different, you know, something different to look at. I mean, how many times have you seen a show, especially like an old Broadway kind of 42nd Street singing in the rain where there's 40 girls on stage who all look the exact same and you couldn't tell which one was your favourite ensemble member because they all look the same. Um, yeah. It's it's just not, it's not necessary anymore. Mm-hmm. I think for me, like to add to add that, um, why a representation matter, matters a lot is um, definitely because of, well, you don't see a lot of, uh, as Anna says, you don't, for me, you don't see a lot of Asians in theater. So for me personally, uh, first when I watched Hamilton back then was, damn, that cast is very inclusive. I might be able to play something later in the future. And mm. imagine little kids watching either if it's Hamilton or like maybe Six and Anne Juliet, which pushes uh, that kind of like diversity on stage. Imagine little kids who saw that and say that, oh, I can be something like that someday. Which is yeah, it would mean the absolute world to them. Uh, whereas yeah. you know, from from our point of view, well, my personal point of view, it, it you know, it doesn't affect me either way, sort of thing. But you know, when something means so much to somebody, but you know, other people are so apathetic towards it, it's um, yeah, why not? You know, there's only massive benefits to it. Yeah, and anybody I mean, who yeah. any dissenting voices, you know, that's um, <laughs> they need to get with the times, basically. Yeah, I mean that is something very powerful. I think. I think yeah. Uh, for people to see themselves being represented in something that they love and in, in something that they are passionate about, it's just like how do I say it? It's it's a good feeling to have someone out there rep- representing you in front of the stage. Yeah, I think there's things as well, um, like Deaf West Theatre in America, who they produced the really famous um, Broadway production of Spring Awakening, Awakening. where mm-hmm. they had a um, a deaf actor signing, playing the main part, and then a voice. So a, um, a hearing actor would be stood behind them, dressed in all black, singing, and then they would the um, the deaf actor would act and sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so beautiful. I mean, as someone yeah. who like suffers from hearing loss, um, I don't sign because I can still hear. Um, however, seeing that representation for people who, you know, have my condition, but even more severe than I do and being able to watch something so stunning as well. Um, and the fact that there was two actors and the fact that they were signing didn't detract anything from the storyline. Um, and it adds to what we said before about that kind of keeping the creativity of theatre at the heart of what you're doing when you can be that creative and also that inclusive i just 
I don't see why there's any reason not to be. Anything less than that seems lazy almost. Um, yeah. When yeah, it almost sets the bar. So progressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing. If you haven't seen clips from uh, Deaf West Spring Awakening, I would 100% um, recommend it. It's mm-hmm. incredible. So good. No, it sounds fascinating. I mean, I can imagine, you know, sign language in it almost being an art form in itself. You know, I mean, yeah. the, the amount of times that I, uh, you know, you're watching something late at night and the, the um, person who's doing the sign language is uh, there at the bottom of the screen. And it's, yeah. you know, sometimes it's just a, encapsulating uh, watching them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in um, in Spring Awakening, they use visual vernacular, which is a combination of choreography and sign language. Mm. Um, so sometimes they would take out, if a sign was quite complex to understand um, the speed that they had to do it, they would take it out and add something, like add another part of like physical imagery, which would be easy for the audience to understand whether they're hearing or uh, non-hearing. Um, and then in aid, like that's also aided by things like lighting and positioning on the stage um, and it's so, so clever and it just creates this real, really like, um, it's almost like, you know, those 4D rides you go on at Disneyland where things are spraying at you and like it's moving and it's 3D. It's almost like that because you're just like, you're being kind of stimulated in every single way. Um, and it's, it's just really, really incredible to watch. Well, it sounds good. I would, uh, I'll definitely check them out on YouTube, I'm assuming. Since yeah, I'm, I'm not going to sort of travel to America anytime soon. <laughs> no, <laughs> or maybe they'll come over here. Just... Maybe there'll be invitations. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. I mean, the deaf the deaf theatre scene in the UK is, it does exist. Um, but I've, in my experience, I've not seen anything yet. Like anything kind of advertised at the same level as something mm. like Wicked or and Juliet, which yeah. is which is a shame, but you know. We're moving forward. We're taking steps. So yeah. hopefully by the time this podcast is uploaded, you'll see it then. Yeah. <laughs> and I personally think that that's a lovely, hopeful note to end on. <laughs> um, Definitely. So yeah, we, we, we hope very much that you enjoyed that. That's just three people talking about their experiences in theatre. Mm-hmm. Um, three entirely different experiences. Uh, and yeah, I think we found some common ground, common um, uh, little tidbits of information. And uh, we, I think we'll learn something as well. Uh, probably most, most of the, the fact that Albertus is from Jakarta and not from Thailand, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, once again, very sorry. That's, um, oh, it's my mistake. <laughs> but uh, no, thank you very much, everybody, for, for joining us tonight. Uh, we hope that you're enjoying these, these podcasts uh, a little night podcast with Nest. And that was Theatre in the Round with me, David Parker, uh, Anna Maria Smith, and Albertus Reinaldi. We will catch you next week for more. Bye.